Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. How's everybody feeling? I hope good. Scratch that. I hope great. What's popping? Yo, <clears throat> had a wild night um, on many different things. Uh, per, you know, personally, I'm still dealing with. So it's just my spouse and my strange spouse, and she has a new friend, and they're crazy in love and uh they're doing crazy shit um oh yeah uh just just terrible shit basically basically essentially i'm not going to get all into it just uh threats were made against uh my family my, my estranged wife and our children by her boyfriend uh and and I'm not saying that I did everything perfect. Essentially, he you know he stated, uh, you know, you know that they're together and whatnot, and you know, uh, and essentially just you know you know you know how it goes conversations between two guys fighting over a girl. Uh, and at the end of the day, is she ever really worth it? But yeah, you know, you know, and then next thing you know, the guy wants to go off and. Talk about, you know what, um, your wife brings the children around me. Next time, I I hope I won't have to hurt them or something like that. Uh, so, had to deal with that. Uh, then, made threats against my parents. Uh, and then, you know, had to handle that. And uh, so, it was a whole lot dealing with all that. It's just complete chaos. Uh and of course, you know, uh was talking to some some family saying, you know, you, you know, just just leave this situation alone. Just just let it die, trust in God, you know, and everything. But sometimes, man, don't you just want that instant that they say we're from the microwave era. Sometimes don't you just want that instant gratification? You just you just want to Instant karma, instant dividends, right? It's barf. We want instant dividends, you know. So, I was dealing with all that, right? So, other than all that, I'm, I'm, you know, I know God got uh, me, my children, even my estranged spouse, all of us. I know God got all of us. I know His blood is over, over our family as well as yours and all of ours, uh, even to extent my foes, even even to those. That want to do harm against me. What is it? Uh, uh, forgive us for our trespasses. As uh, uh, we forgive those who trespassed against us, something like that. Essentially, we we all have been forgiven at some point. Me included. Me included. I've done some knucklehead shit back in my day. You know, not saying I'm that old. I'm in my mid thirties, but still, uh, when I was younger, you know, I like twenty years younger. Shit, maybe even ten years younger. Uh, done some knucklehead shit and, uh, have been forgiven, not even by people around me, been forgiven by God. And that's what's most, what's most important. However, on the other note, getting back to barf, um, um, was up all night. I didn't study the market, was up all night, deleting music from my episodes. It finally happened. Uh, podcasting has it's, it's, I mean, I understand it was podcasting. I know podcasting is just straight audio, but I was like, "Hey, we could just because 
Yeah, right. Business and finance is, is not a topic that people really want to sit around and talk about unless you're a business and finance person. That's why I do want to create this safe space for business and finance people to go and have a good time and listen to chairman talk about business, accounting, regulation and finance. However, I do want the opportunity for other people to come along and, you know, listen to some music. And, and even if they don't really understand the gist of what we're talking about, they can they can bump their heads to, uh, uh, what is it, Marsha Ambrosia or uh, whoever it is, Lucky Day or wh- whoever it is that's, that's playing. And then, and then we could talk about it. And essentially, as we always talk about, sometimes we're, we're not going to be the problem solver. You know, sometimes seeds can be dropped uh, and, and it can later on let plants grow. Uh, and it's, it doesn't, you know, it's a village, as they always say, it takes a village. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, so in a sense of business kind of regulation and finance, when it comes to podcasting, what the platform I'm using now, if I want to keep my uh, podcast strictly on Spotify, which is fine and all, um, I, uh, I can have music. But once I want to start distributing this to other platforms, the third party uh music has to go and uh due to lack of time as i've stated to if you've heard before uh due to crunch time um, i'm currently uh out of a job uh currently um got bills coming in uh i'm paying all the bills uh basically by myself uh uh, shit, even that was a conversation. Uh, my spouse is completely checked out. She's like, no, I'm not contributing to the house anymore. Uh, which in the long run, actually never really did, but I guess now she just made it official. She's coming out of the closet. I'm not paying any more bills. Um, uh, essentially, I don't know. Uh, she's, she's working on getting her new place or whatever. I don't know what it is. And in, in the long run, she's never really paid any bills in the first place. Um, so trying to pay all these bills by myself. And at the same time, uh, spouse is trying to uh, get a realtor to try to sell the house, you know, but I'm trying to fight to see I, the house is up for sale by owner. OK, so it's not that the house isn't being sold. So I'm going through the process and I've gotten several phone calls. Uh, several prospects. A lot of people want to rent. Again, what we were talking about yesterday, uh, well, what I was talking about yesterday, where I think with the higher interest rates, people really don't want to buy right now because you know you're going to get that 8% interest rate. And for a home that you could have got a, a 2000 or $3,000 uh, mortgage last week, now it's going to be four or, 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 or three and a half or whatever it is. So people may just be a little, you know, hey, can we get in the house, pay you rent with the opportunity when it presents itself to buy the home from you? And I'm like, hey, I don't mind. That sounds like a good idea. I actually want to be an entrepreneur. And uh, part of being an entrepreneur is passive income. So getting getting rent money uh, is a way for me to start building my wealth. Then I could possibly go get another property and do it there as well. Then I can start building some wealth for my future generations. That's that's a topic we really haven't touched on. We did touch on how long does wealth last, but also what are we what what is the end game 
when we think about our finances. Why am I investing? Why am I uh, saving my money? What What is going on? Like, what is our end game? And that could be something we talk about. Uh, maybe we should just take a... Oh, shit. I don't... I don't, I don't think I need to take it. That's okay. So then the whole format of the podcast is about to about to change because, I, you know, it's, I guess it's about to hop into that point where you have the talking points now, you know, like the whole format is going to change because it, taking a break doesn't even make any sense anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it's like, hey, let's take a quick break. And then you're just going to hear and I'm back. It's going to be like, what what happened there? It's just a random edit. And all my previous episodes are about to sound like that. Uh, So it's, yeah, it's it's going to be odd. But yeah, um, uh, I was was about to take a break. Uh, For the the other idea I'm thinking about is doing two episodes. You know, it's just one episode. But one episode is going to be strictly for Spotify listeners, the people who want to get the music, and then uh, another episode to distribute all to the other platforms. And that was the other thing I'm working on as well. I got majority of the platforms up. So um, I'm on about six platforms. Two of them are Spotify platforms. Uh, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. Um, and then like, uh, like four other platforms, Apple, Amazon, uh, Castbox, iHeartRadio. Uh, I think that might be about it. Can't, uh, I do got my laptop up right here, but so essentially I'm not trying to say anything, but I'm, I'm not trying to say like I'm, I'm giving out game, but essentially I'm, I'm, I'm giving out the game right here. What I'm doing, you're, and you know what I always kind of wanted. I, I can't even lie. Like I've always kind of done this when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, to, if you ever heard me say this before, I would have like a tape recorder, and um, even with the music, uh, I would do pretend shows. I, I think I did this with my siblings as well too, uh, but we would do pretend radio shows. We would be like. You know what I'm saying? We get the recorder out. We would even have like a boom box out and, you know, fake recorder to show. And we'd be like, we'll be right back. And here's the next song. You know what I'm saying? And, and whatever it be, you know, whether it's smooth jazz, 105.9, or uh, what was the other one? What was it? Quiet Storm. You know, we would just go ahead and... uh we we would even take little breaks and come back and then listen to the whole show later. So, uh, kind of been doing this for too long. Been doing this for too long. Uh, now I'm just trying to, I guess, now just get paid for it, you know. But um, um, another thing I've always kind of wanted to see in business and finance that I always thought would have been really helpful or really even kind of even entertaining is someone kind of just just garbage just a garbage show not garbage in the sense of like like it's just you know uh the plot is bad or whatever but just a garbage just raw hey listen this is day one you 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 know how people do day one of their weight loss they take pictures of their body you know what i'm saying um this is me today day one day two day three you know blah blah blah. i kind of would have always liked that for business owners 
just day one. Hey, and and that's what if you kind of listen, that is kind of what we're going down. I, I from the moment that I was like with the job, it was just too much. That's when I started recording. I said, hey, this is day one. And I want y'all to go on this journey with me. Who knows where it goes? I could get a nine to five. You know, um, I could start because honestly, since hopping on other platforms, so I would get like one listen a day. And it wasn't even just like one listen a day. Like it was like I wouldn't even see the number change. Like it was like I would fall asleep, wake back up, check it, refresh the screen. And it'd be like, you know, whatever it is, 200, 201. Oh, wow. Somebody listened overnight. Cool. Ever since I hopped on these other platforms, I'm starting to see it's like, like, I, like I can see it like, oh, somebody's listening right now. And then I'll see the number change, you know, what I'm saying from 200 to 201. And then uh, like a couple hours from now, a few hours from now, I just take a look at the analytics. I try not to take a look at the analytics uh, because sometimes I feel like um, that can skew my my content. I'm just I'm really just trying to give it as as I am because I don't want to run out of content. And if I try to go out of my character too much or try to create this character, which I'm not, I'm fine with people who create characters. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but in that character, I feel like myself, I would, I'd fall apart eventually. But just me, just be myself talking about business and finance. I've been doing this for 15 years anyways. Um, one moment, please. All right. Lost track of what I was discussing. But yeah, just essentially, um, Something that's just started from day one and that we can watch all the way through to kind of, I guess, the the last day being, I guess, I guess when they get successful. And, and in my case, the success would come from um, would come from getting that advertiser. It, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Trust me. It's only a matter of time uh, whether they reach out to me through um through Spotify, they may reach out to, to me through Spotify, or they may reach out to me through my uh, Gmail account. Um, real quick, backtracking. Uh, yeah, because this is going to be a little bit different now, <laughs> considering that there's not going to be any breaks. So, backtracking. So, the question is, maybe not a question that crossed anybody else's mind, but what's the point? Why are we saving up so much money? Why are we trying to do all this for? Um, in my mind, it's for future generations. It's, it's for our grandchildren's grandchildren. Just to make sure that they're well off and that they're okay and that and the question for me is, what happens when you're born as a Kardashian or as a as a gate or as, as you know, what happens when you're born as this? Like, you know, to an extent, uh, what I hear, uh, it was I, I, just a little snippet of it. 
uh, Larry King and uh, Neil Tyson. I uh, can't remember his full name. Uh, Neil Tyson. Um, talk about uh, living forever. And it was like, the thing that gets you up and going is death. Not saying that that's what exactly, you know what I'm saying? But knowing that you may die tomorrow gives you the energy. Here, let me see. Let me see if I can find it real quick. All right, here it goes. If you could live forever, would you? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're well, done. We're the the yes. Uh, no. Okay. Sure. That's an attractive idea. But the way I look at it is, it is the knowledge that I'm going to die that creates the focus that I bring to being alive. The urgency of accomplishment. The need to express love now, not later. If we live forever, why ever even get out of bed in the morning? Because you always have tomorrow. That's not the kind of life I want to lead. But why don't you fear not being around? I fear living a life where I could have accomplished something and didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Neil, what's his name? Neil DeGrasse Tyson. He has a very convincing way of saying things. You almost have to sit there and agree to an extent. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. But uh, so when it comes to business and finance, you build a conglomerate, right? You build one of those multimedia companies. Uh, I like this show called Succession. It's on uh, HBO. Um, actually, actually, I would get that show. Like, out of five, I would give it like, like a four, four and a half. I, and the thing is, I mean, there was a couple of bodies. I think there was like one body. Uh, there may have been. There's like no bodies. It's just straight dialogue. But um, so you build a multi-billion-dollar conglomerate, and that's kind of the thing is they're they're not always on top. That's the thing is the, that's the drama. And, um, you know, you're born as one of the children. Or grandchildren, it's kind of like, you know, what do you do when you wake up as a multi-billionaire? You know, <laughs> like what what makes what motivates you to um, keep going and keep going? Why not just go shopping every day, smoke a bunch of weed every day, drink a bunch of liquor? And I wouldn't know because I'm not a multi-billionaire. Those are, hopefully those would be the problems of my grandchildren. You know, just waking up and being born into uh, enterprise. And I know a group of the core people are going to be working on keeping the enterprise up and going. But once you build something so big, I can only imagine that there's board members who try to, you know, get involved and take your business or whatever. Uh, there's, you know, you got a team of people you got together. I don't know how it all works or anything. But um, so like, like, just, you know, you know, I know one thing I, I, I have just discussed it before is if money was not an issue for me, I would go into philanthropy pretty much regularly. My uh, my thing would be I'd be a help looking for a cause who needs some help. What's what's wrong? Oh, there's not enough uh, uh, vaccines in uh, some country. Uh, OK, OK, let's get it done. 
Now, real quick to know Degrassi's point. I think there's this guy or some somebody named Saint Germain or something that like lived forever or is living forever. He's like everywhere, supposedly, you know. So some people, I guess, do live, you know, for a very long time. Oh, and I mean, of course, there were a couple of people in the Bible. I think somebody lived to like 900 years old or something, 969 years old or something like that. Can't remember their name. But I mean, th- those people have to find, um, have to find purpose. You know, it would be awesome just to be, uh, you know, in all the big rooms. That's that's what I basically would be trying to do. Get me to the big tables. I I live forever. Okay, I know I know a lot. All right, I don't got time. No offense for small table shit. Okay, get me to all the big tables, and we're gonna solve major problems. You know, so, but yeah, as far as the end game, in my personal opinion, is generational wealth. Be insured now. Okay, so you say I don't know. Maybe for the counter. Uh, argument would be, man, fuck them little niggas. Fuck them. They ungrateful, spoiled. Forget them. You know, I could see that being a counter argument, but let's just look it up real quick. Let's, let's look it up right here. Why? So for example, um, so for example, in the stock market, I know we're doing these this day trading is approximately 8.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know we talk about this day trading and whatnot. And um, we're in and out of the market daily. But again, I would consider that perversion of the market. That's not necessarily how you have to trade. You can trade differently. You, you can hold a stock long term. You can hold it till you die. And there's this thing... Here, I know I've went over this before. Uh, um, what is step-up cost basis? According to Investopedia, step-up in basis refers to the adjustment in the cost basis of an inherited asset to its fair market value on the date of the decedent's death. Cost basis is what determines the taxes owed, if any, when the asset is sold. Okay, so... Uh, essentially, um, it's, it's, it's the cost basis of, 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 as what they say, when you inherit, uh, some assets so that when you inherit these assets, you don't have these large capital gains and then you inherit these assets and automatic automatically you're just stuck on having to, um, pay all these capital gains tax because you inherited some assets, you know? So in a way to kind of, you know alleviate that they give you the step up which is the cost basis i think they said at the date of the decedent's death uh i believe you'd have to talk to your bd your bd however they handle that um um so you a lot of people i'm not sure don't realize that you can hold on to these stocks for the rest of your life you know, until you die and then you can pass them on. You can pass your portfolio on to your beneficiaries or your heirs, you know. Um, so in that, let's let's just look up kind of like what is my end game to getting rich? Like what? And I'm just asking Google. Why do I care about getting rich? 
Okay. Let's see. What is the end game to becoming wealthy? Okay. So there's some conversation that they're having on Reddit. Uh, let me see. Uh, eh, it was a conversation on Reddit. I don't really want to get into that. Um, let me see. All right. Give me one second. Real quick, don't hate me for this. I, I know so many people. Uh, I, I've been finding this out recently. I said I was listening to Lil Wayne, and he said, you know, I think he had a trip to Dubai, and they kind of advised him not to talk about God or Christ or something. And then um, I think I heard somebody else say it. I can't remember who. But real quick, let's just see real quick what the Bible says. I just kind of want to see. What does the Bible say about being wealthy? According to Houston Christian University, finally, 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 to 18 offers divine instructions for the wealthy among us. The passage reads, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Okay. All right. I, I was kind of saying, you know, um, um, more so, let me see, it's I mean, this one is this one's giving me a little bit of a challenge. I'm going to go to Google Scholar because uh, I don't really want to look at um, Reddit conversations. And it's nothing that it's not that the people on there aren't correct. Um, it's just more so I want to make sure I can get a scholarly article. I want to see what the Bible said, kind of see like because uh, uh, I think that's where I get my theory about generational wealth is that. uh a man or a woman uh, is not supposed to think about getting rich uh, for themselves, but they're supposed to uh, get rich or wealthy for their grandchildren or their grandchildren's children. Um, and that's why it, I guess sometimes it's a bit odd when you see these multi-billionaires who say, my, uh, my children ain't getting shit. Uh, because it's like, dude, you did all that for what? And I know you I, I don't know. Your kids may be assholes. Um, let me see. Let, let, let me let me see real quick. I just want to check the Bible one more time. What does the Bible say I should do with my wealth? According to Olive Tree Bible Software, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor oh, okay. to put their hope in okay. wealth, which is so... Okay. Yeah, not that. Um, here, so the Bible basically just goes into, don't, and I think this is kind of where my theory is with money, where I'm a little like hesitant, you know, to get it. Let me see if there's something else I can see about, uh, wealth. This one's giving me a little bit of a challenge. Cause it's like, what's the, what's, what's, what's the point? What's the point of me working so hard to save up this money? Uh, besides, you know, the material things like, well, uh, cause there's also another thing where people say is I'll blow all my wealth before I pass, you know, um, let me see one more thing from the Bible and, and that we're not going to, that'll be it. We're not going to turn this into, you know, uh, let me just see one more thing from the Bible. Let's see if I can find something else. What's going on? 
One moment. Okay, I think I was just having a little technical difficulty. Unlock the secrets of financial success for free. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I have to look it up. I mean, because, you know, what is it? Was it Solomon? He was like one of the richest people. Uh... Okay, but I okay, so the Bible is basically separate yourself from your wealth. Uh more so um focus on heaven. Just you know, just focus on that. However, I know there gotta be some lessons on when you get your money. Like what did what did the biblical people say you should be doing with it? Give me one moment, I'm gonna pull up Google Scholar and uh let's see some scholarly articles on why do I desire wealth? what's my end game? You know, um you kind of not saying not saying okay you want to get the louis vuittons you want to get the dom perignon you know we want to get all that i get that but you don't need to be wealthy for that i mean you know but why am i out here busting my ass just to say i can get a billion dollars or i can get two billion um i mean we've heard little baby say it i can't rest yet i only got uh until i get 100 m's or we've seen kevin hart say it that He's going to bust his tail until he becomes a billionaire. And maybe it's just to show that other people uh, that, you know, we can do it. But I'm thinking that it's really to set your grandchildren up uh, so possibly that, you know, we get like, I think there may be a saying or something that the dumb and the poor will always be with us. Not going around saying that. You, don't don't quote me. I think that may be biblical as well. Um, but essentially saying that when you are rich or if you're smart, you don't get the pleasure of just sitting in bed and jerking off all day. That's that's not what you get. You're rich and you're smart or you're rich or you're smart for a reason. It's time to share your wealth and it's time to share your knowledge for the rest of the people who are unfortunately, you know, uh, handicapped or not as smart. Um, you know, I've recently uh, had some friends or some family members, you know, that we're starting to kind of realize that, man, they this, they constantly bump their heads, you know, and it's like, wow. And, and you know what? I'm possibly one of them too, you know? That's why I'm always saying, look, man, don't look at me, all right? Uh, let me, I should just start saying, look to God, okay? <laughs> look to God, all right? I'm just the person with the microphone. So um, I'm just sitting here. Like, this one, what's the end? And why are we doing the stock market? Why are we putting all this money in the bank? You And why are we saving it up to give it to our spouses when we pass or to give it to our children when we pass? What's our end game? Uh, you know, I, I guess if you kind of just look at, like, um, I don't know, baboons or lions, and you're you're out there watching them, and you know you got the male lions uh, killing each other to run the pride, and you, and you're kind of sitting there just like, you know, why, like why do you, why are y'all doing that? And it's kind of like just leave them alone. That's nature's way, and it's like is it just in our nature to try to acquire things that are valuable, um, 
and for what reason? So let me go ahead and pull up Google Scholar real quick. I'm trying to figure out how to just keep this thing going. Uh, but yeah, let me pull up this Google Scholar and let's just see what, why do I desire to get wealthy? What, what is my end game? Is it to give it to my future generations? Is it to give it to the world and try to make the world a better place to live in? You know, what's the end game? Now I gave my opinion, which mine is for the future generations. This, for me to get wealthy, it's not for me. Now, don't get it wrong. You know, I'm going to take my pie. You know, I want one slice of potato pie, you know, because um, I, I, you know, if you know me, I am a classy bum. All right. I'm the classiest bum that's out there. All right. I need my Vive Clico. All right. I need my Hennessy VSOP. All right. So I need my 1738. All right. But I'm OK with just sitting, you know, at a park bench watching basketball you know not not like the guy off family guy you know but it's just like yeah i see the youngest out there i say look at them look at them oh see that's why he got crossed up he didn't get his butt down on defense you know uh just watching the youngest shit i'm getting older man i'm mid-30s i can't keep it up with them young bulls i've been out there i've been out there and i ran a couple of young bulls before and i was like oh shit chan next day you're like whew shit's kind of tight you know <laughs> just like whoo oh and then i just experienced day two I remember one time I was watching, I think, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, no, no, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was talking about second-day pain. Uh, he says, first day, I'm normally okay. Second day is when I feel it. Not too long ago, ran uh, some games of basketball, um, and I felt second-day pain. First day, it was tight. It wasn't like it was a pleasure, but I was okay. Second day, it was like, oh, ooh, this shit tight. You know, I'm supposed to be getting out there some more. Matter of fact, uh, I've actually shedded some pounds. I told you, I don't know if you heard, but uh, since I've kind of been going through this issue with my spouse, I uh, haven't been eating much. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've ran into a couple of people. They're like, you working out? I'm like, no, I'm getting divorced. You know, it's like, oh, oh, same difference. You know, it's like, yeah, but uh, yeah, I haven't really been eating much. I got I to gotta get my weight back up. Don't want to be out here looking all scrawny you know so let me go ahead go to google scholar what is my desire what is my end game what am i supposed to do with my money when i'm rich I, I, i'm so upset at this bible real quick i'm sorry i just i just want to ask one more bible question just one more i know i said that earlier what am i what does the bible say i'm supposed to do with my with my wealth that, that probably didn't come out right what am i supposed to do with my money yeah, that that's just frustrating to me. That it's, it, I know I know there's something. What does God want me to do with my money? I guess just don't worry about your possessions. I, I know that's not the only thing that's in the Bible, but all right, Google Scholar. Give me one moment. Let me pull it up. Let me just see if I can ask the right question. Give me one second. Okay, I kind of I kind of think I have something up uh, real quick. I'm just going to ask this question to just regular Google real quick. What aspire? Oh, sorry. Here's the definition of what asking for information specifying something. What aspires the wealthy to keep trying to get more wealth? I, I kind of want to see what what keeps. Here, let's see. We're right here. People also ask, what keeps rich people motivated? Financial freedom. Personal freedom, having control over your life, 
These are all types of freedoms billionaires seek to help them find motivation. Oftentimes, freedom is one of their main drives right from the get-to-go. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's huge. Here, uh, one moment. I think I have... Uh, I got a phone call. One moment. My bad, y'all. Just... Sorry. Just... <clears throat> all right. So, essentially, it sounds like freedom is a huge thing. It makes you wonder, like, am I not free? But, okay. So... Um, let me try one more thing. Why do wealthy people want to increase their wealth? Why do rich people just want more money? A billionaire is rich anywhere in the world, whereas there are millionaires who can't really afford their own homes, even. To answer your question... Wealth seekers who have a lot of money and always want more either equate their self-worth with money or are insecure and fearful of their ability to survive without it. Okay, that's 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 not what I was trying to get to. Uh, this question is actually starting to irk me because I figured it would just pop up. Like, I'm th I told you my theory. I'm thinking it's for the future generations. I mean, that's just that's just easy to me. If I pass away, I'm giving it to my spouse. My children, now, real quick, now, in my situation, uh, now, make sure you check your wills and your whatnot, uh, because um, if you're getting in a situation where your spouse is trying to divorce you and whatnot, you want to update that shit so that you're not giving all your funds to your previous spouse, and you want to make sure you're giving it to your new spouse, if that's what you want, or you could just give it to your children, or, and this is not advice, but I'm just saying, you know, make sure you watch that shit. You know, even I, I got to get on top of that shit. Like anything uh, that my spouse is a part of, I got to make sure, you know, I get them off. Um, here, let's just, I'm going to read an abstract from this, uh, this article real quick. Let's just see what's going on. Um, and that's why I kind of just want to ask the question uh, vaguely. Uh, so that it's it's unbiased. I don't want to. Um, uh, I don't want to be biased when I ask these questions. Oh man, here one second. It's taking all day. Received October twenty sixth, two thousand eight. Hmm. Research article: The more you have, the more you want. Higher social class. Predicts a greater desire for wealth and status. Jichin Wang 1, 2, Jolanda Jet 10, 1, Nicholas K, Stephens 1. One school of psychology, the correspond Jichin Da, abstract. Traditional theories have focused on the intentions of lower class individuals to climb on the social ladder, yet they have paid relatively little attention to the motivations of upper class individuals to ascend even higher. Addressing this issue, studies 1 and 2 provided cross-national evidence that higher social class is associated with a greater desire for wealth and status. Moreover, by manipulating perceived social class, studies 3 and 5 experimentally confirmed that compared to people in the lower class group, those in the upper class group express a stronger desire for wealth and status. Furthermore, in line with self-categorization theory predictions, Studies 3 to 5 showed that upper-class individuals tend to see and use wealth and status as important attributes in defining and categorizing self, 
and this tendency explains the effect of social class on desire for wealth and status. Together, our findings demonstrate a having. More, wanting more relationship, and its consequences are further discussed. Okay, that was just the abstract. I feel like I was, I was about to hop into to some uh, Q-tip. Uh, it's abstract. What is it? No. Uh, sorry, I forgot. It's the abstract thing going abstract hard or something. I can't remember. Uh, it's a vibrant thing. Vibrant thing. All right, real quick. Uh, so, this is confusing the mess out of me. I'm like... Okay, so super wealthy. Why do they want to get super wealthy? Su more super wealthy? It sounds like for just that abstract and a couple of things I'm reading, it's just for status and to maintain their freedom. I feel like, come on, is there, is there no one else out here who can... I feel like this has been kind of a complete waste of time. Like, I, I can't believe that this is that hard. What is... Let me see. Um, I'm just going to type in... Uh, um, on YouTube, Warren Buffett, why does he keep investing? And maybe I can find just a YouTube short, something short. Um, cause he could easily, um, okay. I don't see anything. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can just find something time has utility to me but but money in terms of going making trips or doing owning more houses or having a boat or something it has no utility to me whatsoever so, it has a lot of utility to other people which is the reason for the giving pledge what motivates you to still run a company um, when most people your age are playing shuffleboard or they're relaxing yeah. or doing something yeah they spend all week planning their haircut usually but i i get to do every day what i love with people that i love I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And so the greatest pleasure in your life, other than doing interviews like this, is um, is what? Looking at new companies, making investments, giving away the money. What gives you the most pleasure? Your grandchildren? All. It's all of the above. I mean, but right. it, the, the truth is that that I regard Berkshire Hathaway sort of like somebody that a painter regards a painting. It, the, the difference being that the canvas is unlimited. So uh, there's no finish line at, at Berkshire. And it's it's a game that you can continue to play. That's why I like Warren. That's that's why I like Warren Buffett, man. I don't know. There's something I like about the guy. I never met the guy. Probably will never be in the same room with the guy. But I just like that guy. You know, he kind of just said it. Like, look, there's no finish line. You know, it's like, why do you keep investing? Why do you keep building your business? It's like it makes me happy. That's why I'm doing barf. This shit makes me happy, and it makes me feel like this is something that I can keep on doing well into my old years and well into my. Who knows, second or third wife. I'm sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, well, I don't know what people say, butthurt or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't want two or three wives, man. I just want one, but it's not my property, you know, it's not in my cards. Um, but yeah, um, so there's no finish line, just like with a painter. Like, the painter doesn't stop painting. That's why, it, it, believe it or not, it was very confusing me when I was a little boy and I started hearing rappers talk about I'm going into retirement. I'm like, from what? It's like if you heard, you know, two little kids saying, I'm breaking up with you or we're going out together. You're like, what? What are y'all doing? You know, what What are you breaking up and where are y'all going to? You know, so I was always confused because I'm like, isn't rap like 
Like, even in your house, you, like, I don't know if you'll see these joints with Eminem. Uh, not the real Eminem, some fake Eminem. You know, it's just like Eminem in the house, like, I'm going to cook breakfast and, you know, whatever, and he keeps going. It's like, don't you feel like you're just in your house, just singing or just rapping? So how can you retire from that? How can I retire from investing unless the whole corporate of America just finally collapses? You know, um, which, you know, not saying that, you know, with everything going on with uh, semiconductors and, and the uh, they said the new N-word, uh, which is nuclear, uh, that, but yeah, I really like what Warren Buffett saying. It's not, he didn't even say, he said, yeah, grandchildren and all that. Yeah, all that. But I love what I do. I love socialization and it wakes him up out of his bed and keeps him going. You know, and he says, and luckily I chose an industry that there's no finish line. That I, this is, this could be infinite. It's not about the money anymore to, to him specifically. But on the other end, then there are wealthy people who care about their their status and who, what how they look in the community. I remember I went to this event. I got in as a butler. Okay, <laughs> I did. A home a home girl of mine was like, "Hey, I'm about to go to this really great party. Uh, really powerful women. Uh, I mean, wonderful people. And I can get you in, but you have to go in as a butler. So I went in as a butler or a server or a wait as a waiter." The people in there, it was so much about how much did they donate back to the community. The, the bare minimum person, the cook, the caterer, donated like $5,000 to, to a charity. Here, one moment, please. Yo, 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 it was good. This chairman has a bar for my bed. I had to take a quick second. Uh, so, yeah, I was just talking about an event that I got into. And, I mean, open bar. No. Actually, it was $25 all you can drink, um, uh, but uh, the kitchen was open, uh, you know, all the food you wanted. Uh, food was delicious. It was actually, uh, it was uh, West African, um, and it was it was just so many beautiful, powerful people in there. Um, I mean, even the clothes uh, were, were amazing. Um, but it was so much about what everyone in the room has done to get in that room. Essentially, to get in the room was like $5,000. I mean, bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't $5,000 for a ticket. It was $5,000 for uh, a charity. Who donated to this charity? And that's what it was about. And that's one thing I noticed that with wealthy people or with rich people or mainly probably rich, that it's more about um, what kind of keeps them going is I can see the status and everything because you're in rooms with governors and mayors and uh, state, state attorneys and whatnot. Um, uh, so I can kind of see the status thing a little bit, uh, uh, but also uh, it is so much about what have you done for society? Nobody wants to just chill. Not saying that nobody, but it's so many different reasons. So many people have so many different end games. So when I'm coming to the conclusion is there's there's a couple end games. One, give up all your wealth or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I don't really, you know, I'm not in the Bible every day. You know, I read a little bit. Uh, I got to get back into my scripture. But give up your wealth or whatnot. Or 
not so much give it up, possibly don't be infatuated with your wealth. Focus on the treasures of heaven, where your treasures do not age, get eaten by rats, or whatever. Okay. Two. Um, was, was, was one of the other ones? Oh, social status. Uh, freedom. The fear of possibly being poor. I can't remember who cracked the joke, but when Bill Gates uh, woke up with Oprah Winfrey money, uh, he found either a bullet or a tall building. Uh, you know, so the fear of possibly being poor. Um, when Oprah Winfrey woke up with no money, she was like, ah, I'm okay. I've been here before. You know, so. Um, but the fear of possibly losing your freedom, that freaked me out because I was like, losing your freedom? The fuck do you, am I not free? And to an extent, you kind of feel like I am on a train track. You know, I am. I would love to just hop off this train track, you know, but, you know, in my life, it is kind of like you're on a train track and you're kind of just going down. And next thing you know, you're you're 16, then you're 26, then you're 36. And you're kind of like, where did all the time of the years go? You know, where did it all go? You know, well, it's, you know, every day you were working on that career. And it's like, well, my bank account don't say so. Unless you got yourself a nice, nice, plush, posh um, uh, position. Congratulations to you. Uh, Keep it going. Uh, And then um, uh, my theory, generational wealth, I'm trying to build it up for my my family uh, and and then their family for generations. And then hopefully they'll have that picture of their great granddad in the house. With me looking all serious, uh, it's that Native American in me where I don't smile. I'm kidding. That's a bad joke. Uh, but also, um, now Warren Buffett, I, I know you, you kind of brush over the grandchildren. It was kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah those grandchildren, all the above. And I do believe Warren Buffett's one of the wealthy people who don't plan on giving his wealth to his uh, to his family. He probably set them. Uh, he'll probably set them up nice, but uh, I do believe that he plans on giving majority of his funds to charity now a lot of people say that shit uh you know say oh yeah when i get my tax refund check i promise you uh i'll be i'll give you like half of it and then that tax refund check coming you're like "Ooh, did i say half my bad so yeah he may say i'm gonna give it all to charity and then maybe like mm, i don't know mm, those kids i can't stand them but fuck it they are my blood you know, so I don't know. We'll have to see how it is because I think Mark Zuckerberg said that. I think he said like one year he was going to give 90% of his uh, income to charity. And then I don't think he followed through. Uh, but so the other one is besides the social class, you know, trying to be, you know, uh, it gets to a point where you just want to be in this, the rooms with, I don't know, the big dogs, whatever you want to, you know, with the presidents and whatnot, social class uh, where I guess you're eating uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder when people like Barack Obama and Michelle drink, what do they drink? Or when people like, you know, I don't know, Vladimir Putin drink, like, what does he drink? You know, <laughs> like, so I guess it gets to a certain point where it's like, oh, yeah, that's a $10,000 bottle of vodka or something. You're like, oh, shit. You know, um, so social class, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I got a Super Bowl ring and never ran a yard. It's like, how the hell you do that? Paid for it. You know, uh, it, it, that's when you get into those auctions, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, yes, we're giving away a, something, you know, an artifact from 
the Egyptians or something. You're like, oh, shit, it's only one of a kind. Starting off, $10 million. You know, you're like, oh, my gosh, starting off? Wow. And, and, and you know, so, so there is possibly the social class that being able to see, did you see how much such and such spent on that painting? Oh, my gosh, look at him over there just looking like money. You know, and you get to shake those hands. Uh, but also, I kind of like Warren Buffett's point. The end game is just to be the best that you can be. The, as I hear people talking about it all the time, being the best version of yourself. That's what we want to get to. Um, just being the best version of ourselves, uh, realizing that whatever we're in, there's no finish line. For example, it's like, I don't know, being a, a parent. Uh, uh, or at least an active parent or a good parent, you know, um, even for bad parents. It's like, what's the finish line in parenting? You know, is, is, there, is there a finish line? You know, I thought my parents would have stopped being parents when I turned 18. And that's not, that wasn't true, you know. And I say to myself, you know, when my kids are grown, they, they're grown. But I don't know if that's true. So maybe parenting, there is no finish line. It's, I'm going to be the best parent I can be up until you die, you know, or, or, or up until I die, you know, like I'm going to be here, you know, when you, you know, get married and if you, if it doesn't work out and you get divorced and if you get married again and if you get divorced again and if you get that pacemaker and when you break your leg, you know, trying to play flag football at 46 and all that. You know, when you need a ride to the hospital uh, or, or whatever it is. You know, there is no finish line. The finish line is when I pass away. That, And so essentially, when it comes to being wealthy, not just wealthy. It's not just wealthy. If that's your passion, then that's very possible. If you're like a Dan Pina who's just like, fuck your life. I want to be rich. Fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> I want to be rich. You know, so, you, okay. It. That's his motivation. And there's no, the thing about, well, there is actually a finish line if you technically think about it, unless you like go hang out with like the Saudis or the Chinese or something uh, where I, I'm not sure, but I don't believe that they have to, uh, you know, claim their wealth. But in countries like America, I mean, you got to claim your shit. I'm pretty sure there's a finish line. It's like, okay, you made enough money, Elon Musk. Okay, and he's like, no, not actually, no, not yet. It's not over. You know, it's like, okay, if you need to make more money, I guess we're going to have to keep printing, you know. Um, but for people like Elon Musk, the goal is it's not over. So we're going to get autonomous cars. We're going to get tunnels underground. But have we figured out a way to actually travel in space and possibly travel in space long term? Now, I don't know Elon Musk. I really don't follow him. Unless he says some shit about some stocks, and I'm like, oh, shit, because I know there's an Elon Musk cult. I'm like, shit, let me follow this Elon Musk cult for this investment real quick. Um, here, let me make sure I got the the, the market's about to. Uh, but he's even like, let's, let's get space travel popping. You know what I'm saying? There was this show on HBO again uh, that was pretty funny about uh, space travel. They got lost. Um, the trajectory was off a little bit. So the thing I do like about Elon Musk is he kind of thinks like I do. Not saying me and him don't think alike at all. Trust me. Uh, but it, 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 for me, he's just a big kid. <laughs> you know, he's a big kid that said, you know what? I want to go to, I want to go to space. 
And what did he do? He's figuring out a way to do it. What is it? SpaceX? Is, I can't remember. Yeah, he has SpaceX, and then Jeff Bezos has uh, uh, Blue Origin, and then we got the Virgin Galactic guy. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, the British guy. Uh, you know, Bronson, something like that. Um, that that's what I love. You, you know, I would love to just be able to say, you know what? Let's figure out a way to make autonomous cars so people don't have to drive anymore, you know, uh, or, uh, who, one thing I would love teleporting. I'm sorry. There's nothing that gets on my nerves more than a commute to work or, uh, unless I want to do it a long road trip, you know, uh, unless I want to. And when I do a long road trip, I get out, um, I get a, a, a mom and pop, uh, book, uh, of all the mom and pop restaurants from here to wherever we're going. And I stop by them and have fun. But if I'm not doing that, then I just want to teleport, man. Can you just get me to Miami right now? You know, and then of course, everybody also wants to talk about, uh, time travel, you know? So the thing I like about, uh, these people is they make things that we thought about as children starting to become a reality and they're enjoying life. You know, um, so not only is it about um, uh, uh, getting wealthy just to get wealthy, just for future generations, which was what I was thinking. That's why I looked these things up. Uh, we got about two minutes. But to, I believe it was Kanye West point, you do these things to be forgotten. You know, I don't know if you heard Kanye West say that. Let me Let me see if I can find it real quick. All right, I think I found it. What do you hope your legacy is? To be forgotten. You think you'll be forgotten? There's ego and memory. Who designed the sidewalk? Who designed the water fountain? Who designed the stop sign? Who designed the stoplight? These things are so ubiquitous that... Actually, uh... Wasn't it a black guy that made the stoplight? I can't remember. The person that designed them is forgotten. If it's a good idea, it's a God idea. And you're forgotten. That's a successful design, is you're forgotten. Yes. What do you hope your legacy is? So, yeah, that's here. Real quick, the bell went off. Uh, we went into bar for a little bit. I'm kind of glad we got into bar for a little bit. But it's about time to uh, get ready to hop into this market. Uh, and that's why I said we're going to call it the bum rush. Because when this, once this market opens, oh, my gosh, it goes crazy. It, it, the, from 930 to 4, feels like two two minutes um so there was that that was for me it, it was a little bit of an eye-opener for me it's like look there's a couple things that you want to consider yes your future generations fantastic you give it to your children and maybe possibly they do the right things with it maybe they lose it all to cocaine and uh women i, I don't know I'm, I'm just kidding but um it's also to possibly create something uh, for the world, society, to kind of West Point that you may be forgotten. You know, that you, your idea was just that great of an idea. And you know what? That's what I would love to do. I'm not saying I want to be forgotten. I mean, forgotten, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But to create an idea that was just so, I don't know what the word he used, incombutuous in or whatever, that it's just people love it, the... The, the trash can, the sidewalk, the color blue, 
um, that it is in life and you made society better. It's not about just being wealthy and just holding it. You know what I'm saying? It's about being wealthy and also supporting people, making the world a better place. And to people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, making the galactic a better place. You know, so we're going to get this all figured out. Uh, you know, what in, in the hope, uh, Warren Buffett's point, uh, and I just looked at it, one YouTube short, that um, there is no finish line. So you wonder why do billionaires keep going? Because there's no finish line. I love what I do. I'm socializing with people. You know, I'm socializing with people who love what we do. And there's no finish line. We're just doing this because we're having a great time. We're uh, essentially... To Warren Buffett, the stock market is probably just a video game. And that's where I'm trying to get to as well. It's just playing a video game. Just trying to, you know, beat the big boss uh, or, or, you know, whatever it is. So kind of got, um, and then also on the other end, not focusing on this. Don't focus on these treasures. For me, because this is my belief, you know, is not focusing on these riches. Not focusing on everything that's going on around me here focusing on on God and for me I'm not trying to be you know force everybody to be the same uh but also focusing on the treasures that I want to set up in in you know in the afterlife uh and focus on those treasures and and I can be blessed with money and that's what money more so can be for me you know uh, trust me, I'm not the best practicing Christian. I don't want to act like I am. Uh, you know, trust me. Uh, but money for me would be more a blessing so that I can do more things with it, uh, as well as give it to my future generations uh, so that they can continue the um, the process. I thought one last thing real quick before we hop into this market and uh, bomb rush and whatever. Uh, when Jeff Bezos' wife... Uh, Divorced him, and she got you know half his wealth or whatever. And first thing, she, one of the first things I saw her do was give like a hundred million to HBCUs. I said, "Damn!" I said, "Damn, woman, do your thing." Kind of made me wonder if Jeff Bezos was a racist. You know, <laughs> it's like it just, it just made me kind of wonder about that. Like, you know, it, was that to spite him? Did he ever do that? Uh, that uh, L.A. Clippers CEO thing and behind closed doors. I don't know who Jeff Bezos is, but that was amazing to me. I was like, oh, that was so nice to give that to the HBCUs. That was beautiful, man. You know, and that's what it more so for me where it gets to. I told you if money wasn't an option for me, a few things I want to work on because I, I, I would be in the financial industry still. I want to work on banking crises, make sure that we can figure out way to, ways to prevent those Um also, ways that we can get low interest rates on a more regular basis, you know, uh, for lower income families, you know, because, again, we're going to always have people who really, you know. Uh, so, for example, I had a homeboy that worked at a, a woman's uh, batter, battered uh, facility. These are women who've been battered either by their parents, by their spouses or whatnot. And um, it's a facility to help them, uh, as far as I know, not just give them money, but help them. It's kind of essentially a life coach, a life class. And 
uh, I remember when my boy started, I was kind of like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, dog, you don't understand. There are so many people who just don't know the basics. They don't even know, like, like hygiene, grooming, and uh, communication. They don't even know how to use a condom, you know? And it's like, it's like, what in the world? And he's like, dude, you got to understand. They grew up in houses where mom died over a heroin OD. Dad is out, you know, doing his thing. And essentially, these children survive on their own. They, they don't know. So um, they come to these facilities to get just basic, even grooming tips, ways to groom yourself. Ways to communicate when you go into a uh, um, like a corporate setting or whatnot. Just basic things. So, yeah, um, these are things that, again, trying to figure out how we can get lower interest rates for lower income families and also help with financial services for people who just don't understand anything about money. The only thing they understand is I got to make it. You know, I got to make more and more and more of it. You know, um, so, yeah, interest rates, bank crises to make sure that they don't happen, which they already got the I'm not sure who it is, the office of the comptroller or whatever, who make sure they regulate banks and all that. Uh, but we'll work on that. Um, healthcare, I probably would hire people. Um, uh, uh, religion, I probably would open up churches and hire people. Uh, I don't think I should be on that politics. Don't even, I, don't, I probably would just, you know, hire people. Uh, but also, I would also work on getting financial literacy, which people are working on right now. Four states, I believe, already passed. It could be more than four. It could be up to 10 now, maybe 12. Um, making sure we get financial literacy to be part of the the. Uh, I forget what you call it. The um, the first starters, the uh, the the preschools, the the uh, kindergartens, the primary, the primary uh, education. You know those those grades, and to get it produced all the way up until need be high school. Now in college, if you want to go into economics and whatnot, absolutely. You want to go into business, business and finance. Uh, business management, administration, business executive in college, that's your choice. You want to, you know, you want to go into medicine or law or whatever, that's completely your choice. But what do we have on lock? Okay. So you, no offense, I'm not trying to take anything from anything, but you studied, I don't know, let's just say, shit, I don't know, trigonometry or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, Maybe you do use it. I don't even know what trigonometry is, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming, is it geometry except three sides? I have no idea. Uh, but the question would be sometimes, how many times are you going to use that through life? And I'm not saying that's a good argument. I know people say, yeah, man, never use it. And it's, sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's about learning new concepts and just being able to grasp the concept uh, you know, kind of follow the ways and also working as a team, socialization. But on the other end, when it comes to 
finance or economics. I mean, that is a part. As long as you have something that's valuable and I have something that's valuable and we can trade legal tender, economics, finances are always going to be a part of life. And we just have to figure out a way that we can get this communicated to people so that, uh, so for example, the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to get into the market. I, I, I already saw him losing money uh, on one of my trades, JetBlue, still crashing. Uh, we're probably going to have to develop an extra strategy that I should have implemented yesterday. Um, I, uh, as I stated prior to, a lot of times I feel like financial maturity kind of ends at like nine, ten years old. You know, now other people may continue to grow, but other people, you know, and what I mean by 19 years old is mommy, daddy, I want a pair of shoes. Well, do you have shoe money? No, I don't have shoe money. How do I get shoe money? You got to work. Okay. How do I work? Uh, you, you can go cut some lawns. You can go shovel some driveways. You know, you got to figure something out. And then all of a sudden you hopping into this brain set that I got to work to make money in order to purchase things, which is fantastic. Step, step one, two, three, fantastic. But then sometimes I feel like we can hop into this railroad of working to make money to purchase things. And all we end up doing is just upscaling it. We just do it at a higher scale. Now we got to, I want a bigger home. I want a nicer car. I want, uh, I got to get a better job so we get a better job so we can make more money so that we can purchase nice things. And people will say that is financial maturity. No, you're essentially doing the same things that you've been doing since you were nine years old, nine years old. You're just doing it at a different level. And then sometimes I feel like it's time to be able to sit down with people and talk about other things to do, such as understanding that a savings account technically should be called a settlement account. And the reason why is after you get done doing what you're doing with your funds and kind of you may be in a spot where you don't know your next investment or you may be trying to purchase another home or car or business or something, put it in the settlement account. If you put it in the settlement account, it kind of rings a bell to say, oh, this is just supposed to settle here, meaning that you're not supposed to be at rest. You're not supposed to be dead. Okay. That means settle for a little bit. If you tell somebody settle down, you're telling them just simmer down a little bit. Not saying that it's over, that the fun's over, just just a little bit. So then you settle down and then it's time to get up. That, But when you say savings account, that makes people say in their heads, oh, this is an account where I save and I save and I save and I save. And look, I've taken all my paychecks and I've saved them all up. Look how much money I have. And so the banks are like, great. You know, everybody around you that you show your bank account, look, it got six figures in it. Great. You know, but on the other end, other individuals like myself are like, ah, mother, gosh, damn it. You got six figures in there. And how long has this money been sitting there? Oh, 20, 18 years, six, since I was 15 years old, since I was 18 years old. And, and, and okay. And you haven't done anything with it. Have you even heard of a money market account? You know, and it's like money market account. I don't like doing stock markets. It's like, whoa, no, nobody said, I, I, I get it. Okay, market, market. No, money market. It's a savings account that you can at least make a little bit more interest. As long as it's not against your re- religious beliefs or anything. You know, I don't want to violate anybody's beliefs. If they're like, no, 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 I, 
I, I don't want to make money off of my money. I, I just, you know, I'll work to make money or start a business to make money, but my, I don't make money off my money because that's my belief. Okay, I got you on that point. But then also certificate of deposits. Uh, I got I to gotta do more research on treasury inflation protection uh, securities. Um, and there's several different aspects. Starting a small business, even just for, part, you know, you want to talk to your tax advisor, possibly even for tax purposes, you know, um, I, I need to get my small, small business up and going right now. So, um, yeah, that's just about it. Where sometimes I feel like, yeah, we just got to possibly work on that. So I've been talking, uh, probably went on about 60 minutes trying to figure out how I'm going to do this podcast now without music. Uh, that's another thing I'm going to work on. I got a few more platforms that I want to get this up on. And then also, uh, I guess I'm going to have to start really picking topics and putting writing points down, which I was really trying to avoid because that sucks. That sucks the life out of the podcast. And then essentially you just got another podcast out there out of all the millions of podcasts that are just doing the same damn thing. They got the headphones, they got the chairs, they got the backdrop or the good studio. You know what I'm saying? They got the microphones and they sit down and they got great interview questions or they got great topics to talk about. No stumbling over the words, no fucking up. You know, like, I'm like, man, I don't want to do that, man. That's not what I'm trying to hop into, man. I'm just trying to chill, relax with my people. If you got a drink, pull it up. You got a smoke, throw it up. You know, that's all I'm just trying to do, man. We're just trying to kick it here, talk about some stocks, some bonds, some options. Still got to hop into futures and foreign exchange and just have a great time. Ball out till you fall out. Have some fun. And let's get it in. This is Chan Man, House of Barf.